Say if you give a man a gun, he'll rob a bank. But if you give a man a bank, he'll rob everybody. The good news for you is Private Money Club runs solely on peer-to-peer -peer relationships, which means no banks allowed. So finally, there's a community for real estate entrepreneurs where it is truly a win-win solution. This community is a place where you can connect with other lenders and other borrowers, and the end result's massive growth for you. You get to build your real estate empire, and you get to do it solving other people's problems. So if that sounds like a place you want to be, well then join us. Go to privatemoneyclub.com forward slash Kelly. And if you want 500 bucks off, just add the code Kelly500 and I'll knock 500 bucks off the premier membership. We'll see you on the inside. For over 90 years, we've been crash testing our cars in the tireless pursuit of automotive safety. At Volvo, safety's been first since 1927. We've saved millions of lives with the invention of the three-point seatbelt in 1959. At Volvo, we've made driving safer for you and them. Visit safety.finleyvolvo.com to learn more. Welcome to the Kelly Cardenas Podcast, where attitude is everything. Today's episode is unscripted. It's me here in the studio. I'm so excited. This this has been a, a thing for me that has been a huge one. My friend Wayne um, uh, has been a, a big inspiration for me, and it's it's awesome for me to to see that commercial, the Volvo commercial, because for me. It was the very first luxury car that I had. I had a Volvo, uh, 93 Volvo 850 GLT. And the fact that we now have Volvo, uh, Finley Volvo Cars of Las Vegas as our, so one of our sponsors, it's, it's mind-blowing to me, especially starting off the first episode that we ever did. If you guys go back and watch it, I, I encourage you to. It's with a guy named Robert Cromines. He was a phenomenal, he is a phenomenal, phenomenal hairdresser. And I did the first episode and my mic wasn't even plugged in. I put a mic in front of me because I thought it was cool. Uh, I thought that, uh, you know, it, it was the look, but the, the sound was awful. It wasn't plugged in. I was working off a Mac. I was working off my, um, my, uh, uh, the, 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 the camera on the computer and the audio was absolutely awful. Although it's one of the most listened to podcasts that we've had. And so that's where I, I want to start, uh, today is, um, it's not about, for me, it's never, ever, ever been about the, you know, the finished product. It's, it's about push and play or pushing, uh, you know, go live. This morning I was getting ready to be able to do unscripted with you guys and be able to spend some time here. And, you know, I was getting prepared. I was looking at it. I started to get a little bit of nerves. And then it was just my parents were over and over in my head this morning. It was just like, just push play, push play, and then go. And I find that that's where most of the magic will happen. And uh, if you would have told me when we recorded our first uh, episode that we would have Money School with Chris Noggle as a sponsor and Finley Volvo Cars of Las Vegas as a sponsor and be running commercials on our show with it, uh, I would have told you or you are absolutely crazy. So I want to encourage every one of you out there, if you're starting off on a journey, um, you're starting off in a career, you're working on a business right now, you're growing it, uh, you're looking to sustain it, or you're looking to scale it. Um, it's not about it being perfect. It's about just trying it out, trying it out, seeing if it works. If it works, write it down and uh, make sure you write it down in detail. 
um, because anything that's written down as a system, anything that you just think about <laughs> is just an idea. And this was a thing that, uh, for me, that was a, a massive one. And so I got a chance to work with a guest uh, yesterday. So uh, here's my uh, quick shout out to Finley Volvo Cars of Las Vegas, Jim DiGiulio, um, the best service in the whole entire world. They were delivering cars before delivering cars was a thing. Um, and so it, it, they're, they're on the cutting edge. They're in Las Vegas. And honestly, if you're buying a car, um, there's only one choice, really for me. Um, as far as financial literacy, it's something that I wish that I would have known. It's, uh, you know, I was taught very early on from my pop. I was taught a ton of lessons as far as the heart, the soul, the, uh, the spirit, my mom, everything like that. Um, I did learn some financial literacy from my mom as far as savings. From my dad, I learned to not be afraid of money, uh, but it's been great to be able to have friends like Chris Nagel that teach me <laughs> where to be able to actually put the money in and how to be able to make it grow. So, um, well, uh, on to this, where I was talking with a guest yesterday, and uh, we, we were chatting, and, and what I said was, and uh, this a lot of what I'm going to talk about today is going to be targeted um, towards hairdressers who are growing their business, who are trying to sustain it or trying to scale it. Not only hairdressers, but it's principle-based uh, wise, but I want to hit some hairdressers first off because it's where, where I got my start, uh, you know, in, in the, in the professional beauty industry. And I was talking with my guest and I was saying that a lot of times we have answers for people, but a lot of, uh, but we have the tendency to count ourselves out because we assume that the person does, maybe won't have value on it or that maybe they can't afford it, they don't want to spend time on it, or that we don't want to be a salesperson. And um, this was a big one for me because, you know, a person said to me, imagine if you went to the doctor and there was a diagnosis, right? And so it was your loved one and there was a diagnosis. And I, I use the word cancer. And uh, I mean, this was one that's close to me because my pop, you know, passed away from cancer uh, a little over a year ago. And uh, if I would have went into the doctor and my, you know, my dad got diagnosed, which he did with cancer. And I said, uh, the doctor said, well, um, in his own mind, he said, he already made up his mind like, oh, well, I don't really want to try and sell these people on the treatment. I don't know that they can afford it. So I'm just not going to tell them about this treatment. That would be a disservice. And I think a lot of times we count ourselves out because we think we already make a decision for the person that's in our chair or the person that's in front of us with our services or uh, our products. And uh, what I found was is that if, if you'll just speak about it from your heart, um, so my guest that I was talking to, she was, um, she was saying that she raises money for a living. And raising money for a living, she said she is accepting an award and um, she raises money for veterans. To, uh, she said that I think 14, 14%, this is a crazy number, 14% of the people living on the military base here in Camp Pendleton are on food stamps. Active duty military, 14% of them are on food stamps. And so she raises money to be able to help these veterans with, uh, with their families for food and all these things. They're serving our country and they're on food stamps. And she told me this, and she told me with a lot of passion, and then she said she's an accepting award, and she said, well, I don't, I, I need to raise money, but I don't really want to make it a sales pitch that night. That's not what it's about. It's about the awards and all these things. And I said, honestly, if you just speak from your heart, and you speak with the passion of what you just said, it'll make everything so much better. And so many people will connect with it, because I think a lot of times people don't understand. They want to help, but they don't know how to. And so most every one of you out there, like what I find is, that every one of you has a superpower. 
And that superpower can help other people. And if you help other people and you give away that superpower, people are okay with rewarding you because of that. And a lot of times that reward comes financially. Sometimes it comes through meeting somebody else. Um, but that's where I think that is a, is a, a missing link for a lot of us. And so there's a lot of times where, you know, and I'm going to speak directly to hairdressers here. There's a lot of times where a person will come in and get their hair cut. You'll look at their hair and say, it would look so much better with highlights in it, in your mind. But you're scared to upsell the person or tell the person about it. And it's not about you selling them. It's about letting them know that you can help them, you know, with your superpower. Because I know when a guest sits down with me, um, if I cut it, it looks amazing. And I know that, not because I'm, uh, you know, I'm beating my chest, it's because I've done it for so long. I've done it for 30 years. I know when a woman sits down in the chair that, you know, I, I know exactly what can happen. I know what can happen based off their hair texture. And I know that it'll look better with color. There's never been a woman that's ever sat in my chair that in the event that they didn't get color, my haircut wouldn't look better. And so that was a, that's a thing where um, I just think that helping people to understand and know that your superpower is available. And um, uh, this is a thing that for me, a lot, of, uh, a lot of my life I didn't do because I assumed. Because I assumed, because we lived in a one-bedroom apartment with five people growing up, and not the whole time, but, you know, we, we had sparse means, um, and I thought that everyone did. And I thought that in the event that someone came and tried to sell my mom on something that she couldn't afford, that was a disservice. But now I look at it and say, my mom knows what she can and can't afford. Um, she knows if she's going to tap out or say no, but if there is value to it, then it changes things. And so I want to encourage, I want to encourage all the hairdressers out there, not from the standpoint of like, you know, hey, uh, you need to overcharge, gouge people, you need to sell them something that they don't need. But I'm just saying like, if, it, if you have a superpower and it can help somebody, let them know about it. Because most of the time people don't buy things because they just don't know that they're available. And for, for us, whether, whatever business you're in, I mean, uh, let's say that, you know, uh, my, my friend who, it, it was amazing. If you've been listening to the podcast, I want to thank you. If you've been watching here on YouTube, I want to thank you. And um, subscribe too, by the way. Just push the button. You know you want to. Um, but I was saying to one of, the, one of my friends yesterday is, uh, you know, I just had a guy named Thomas Derry on. And Thomas Derry owns um, Rising Tide Car Wash. And this guy employed 80%, 80% autistic people. And what he let me know of is that 80% of uh, autistic people are unemployed. But only 16% of those actually can't work on a day-to-day basis. So it was information that I didn't know. And he told me about a workforce that I had no idea that was even an option. Now, as I began to listen and as I began to know, he let me know of his superpower, where his superpower was empowering people with autism to audit systems inside of their company. And this blew my mind because from, a, uh, from my standpoint, I was thinking, well, he did this autistic business or 80% autistic business, 20% neurotypical or people without autism. And when he did the... the, um, the uh, the business, I thought that it was just going to be, you know, like a charitable kind of thing. And what 
I realized through the time of spending time with Thomas was that it wasn't a charity thing. It was he was looking at things from a different angle. And so when systems were off, in my mind, if they're 75% functional or efficient, I think, oh, man, that's a good system. Where, whereas an autistic person, that system is completely broken, and they're going to voice their opinion. And they're going to voice it figuratively, literally, and they're sometimes going to stop working because that system is not efficient. And so what I realize, what he realized is by listening to people, he was able to improve the efficiency of his systems. He was able to take, uh, they, they were the cash in and cash out, like when they were closing out at the end of the night. I think there was, I think it was 13 or 30, I think it was 30% of the time that they were off, either high or low. And by listening to an autistic person who said, this system is broken, like the, the cash mat that we have is not big enough, let's change it. They changed it, they dropped it from 30% of over or under on the cash in the drawer and it went to 3%. Think of that. Think of that in your business. So what I mean to say by that, and the reason why I bring up uh, Thomas is because it's just listening and becoming aware of things that you weren't aware of before. And imagine if you could take your superpower and make every single person aware of it. Imagine that. What could it do for who you are and what your business is? And it's not just about the business aspect of it, but I tell you, honestly, almost every single successful people of person, and when I say that, I, a big shout out to my brother. He always tells me, like, success has nothing to do with money, and, and I completely agree. But what I mean is, is when you're in line with your purpose, like, you're going to get rewarded for it. And every single successful business is in line with their purpose. And if you and the purpose is just finding out your your superpower, right? You're finding out your gifts, the things that you're gifted with, and then just go give them away to everyone. And when you give them away, the only way that you could give them away is by communicating those things. So if I, as a hairdresser, didn't let people know, hey, you're getting a haircut, you can get color too. These highlights in the front would look amazing. Now, Am I selling in that point? No, I'm just letting you know what is possible because I know that it'll look better. And imagine on the maintenance part of it. So for me, the professional beauty industry became very simple because I kept it that way. It was cutting hair, coloring hair, <laughs> and selling soap. That's all it was. Obviously, we blow-dried hair too. But imagine, there's only four things, and if you could focus on those four things and be good at those four things, then it would work out. Now... Imagine this, if I sold soap, a guest that came into the salon, if, if a guest and all you out there that go to salons, which is every single person, unless you're cutting your own hair, imagine this, imagine how many times you left the salon as a client and you didn't buy shampoo, you didn't buy a conditioner, you didn't buy styling products. 75% of women don't buy uh, products in the salon where they go to. But 75% of those women within 48 hours buy some sort of beauty product outside of the salon. So imagine this. Imagine if your hairdresser just talked to you about it and wasn't trying to sell it, but just let you know of the features and benefits. And then you connected as a client. Wow, if I support this local business, I support this hairdresser by buying the product. And I'll give you a little uh, insight behind the curtain. The number one profit center for any salon is the products that you buy as a client. 
Okay, so let me tell you why this is so important. If the number one profit center for any salon in the country, or in the world for that matter, is the product that you buy, but 75% of women don't buy product in the place where they go and get their hair done. Let me tell you this. How many of you out there, and just stop for a second, if you get your hair done, your wife gets her hair done. And by the way, right now, not that many women are watching us on YouTube or subscribe to our channel on YouTube. It's 80-20 right now. So ladies, if you're listening, go to our YouTube, smash the uh, subscribe button. I love you. You know you want to do it. Subscribe. But imagine your wife, your mom, you, you go to a salon. Do you want the environment to be amazing? Absolutely. Do you want the stylist to be educated? Absolutely. Do you want them to live uh, an amazing life? Well, let me tell you the reason why it's, it's important that your stylists live an amazing life because if they live an amazing life, they're going to give you amazing service. But if your stylist is struggling, and I hear this all the time, so many guests walk in the door and they sit down and they, you know, over the years, over the 30 years I've been in the business, they would ask, they would tell me like, yeah, I went to a salon and then, uh, you know, this person was talking about this and they were talking about this and they were talking about each other. And, you know, sometimes I get a good haircut. Sometimes I wouldn't based off the way that the person was there, how their day was. Well, imagine if the financial stresses of that person was not there. Imagine if that person was financially literate. Imagine if that person was successful in business. And imagine if their relationships were in line or they were at the top and they were, they, they were, they were filled up. Now you walk in and you sit in the chair. Number one, the experience is different. But number two, the environment's probably different because imagine if the salon itself was profitable and it was a thriving business in your community. Now the environment's amazing. It's very clean. It's sanitary. Not only that, but they have the best of technology. They have the best of training. They have the best of environment. And now you get your hair done. And when you get your hair done in that type of situation with a person who is financially literate, whose their relationships are great, who, you know, is working and feeling amazing, they're trained at the highest level, what type of service do you think you get? I think you get a four-season service, but what we don't orate to a guest and what we didn't for years was that the number one profit center in a salon is the product. And though every woman is buying shampoo anyway, every woman listening to this or every woman uh, man out there is using shampoo or conditioner or using a styling product and you buy it from somewhere, why not buy it from the person and support the person? But the reason why you don't is not because you're bad people, it's just because you don't know. But imagine if you knew, and now you do, that the number one profit center for that salon that you go to is the product that you buy. And that's the way that you support the hairdresser's education, the salon's profitability, the environment, the education. Imagine that. Now every style or every person that sat in a salon would be like, I've got to buy my shampoo, my conditioner, which I use anyway. I got to buy it from you. Why? Not because you sold it to me, but because I want to have the greatest service ever. I want to have consistent service. I want to be able to come back. I want to have the greatest environment. I want to have the greatest, you know, I want to have a person with the greatest uh, uh, education. And guys, 
I don't have a dog in the fight. Like, you know, for me, we, we sold our salons uh, about two years ago. Um, but this is just something for me. When I say a dog in the fight, it's, I'm not saying like, oh, come to my salon and do the thing. I'm saying like any salon that you go to. But imagine if that happened and that stylist was relaxed, that stylist was educated, that stylist had a lifestyle. Now they can give the type of service that you want to be able to have as a guest. So imagine now... Let's flip the let's let's flip the script a little bit. Now to the hairdresser. Now they can just simply talk about their superpower. Well, you know, my superpower is making sure that you look beautiful through and through everywhere, right? So from top to bottom, from the blow dry, the style, everything like that, and your hair feels amazing. Well, the only way that I can do that is I could put a haircut on you, but I mean, honestly, like if you had a car if you bought a brand new car and it didn't have a paint job it ain't gonna look that good it's gonna be a cool car but you ain't gonna be that happy with it so imagine with the stylist them relaxing in and just sharing their superpower well number one i can cut it but it's not gonna look as good as if i color it and i need to do a conditioning treatment on it so it looks the best and these are the products that you need to be able to take home and on top of that these are the tools that I use because the number one <laughs> complaint of every guest that walks in the door is that I love my hair, but I can't do it that same way when I go home. And I've heard this for 30 years, but I fought with hairdressers for 30 years to just say, this is my superpower. But I think the, the and when I say I fought with them, it's just maybe I wasn't speaking in the right language. And so where I want to encourage you, no matter what business you're in, you know, educate, educate them. Like if you, if you're a small business owner, if, if, if you own a flower shop and no one knows that you do this type of bouquet during this type of year, you know, time of the year, if I don't know that as a consumer, I'm not going to take my time and research and do all those things. I believe that's your job. And so for me, it was, it was huge because, you know, I watch so many times people go and say, I need to market better. I need to advertise better. I need to do these things and they need to draw business in. But I would calm it down and say, like, how are we treating every single person that we come in contact with? Because this is a 10-10 rule. This is my pop. My pop told me that there's a 10-10 rule and that 10-10 rule I'm actually going to share with you right after a commercial break. And it, it makes me so happy that the, the people that do sponsor the podcast, the uh, Finley Volvo Cars of Las Vegas of the world, um, the uh, Private Money Club, and uh, Chris Nagel, uh, the um, money school, and I'm very, very proud uh, to have them as sponsors because they're two people who mean the world to me. So we're going to talk about the 1010 rule right after the break. Uh-oh, it looks like we piqued your interest in the hideout. First of all, let me tell you what the hideout is not. The hideout is not for hustlers, for grinders, or for people who are looking for a shortcut to what the world calls success. The Hideout is about growing as men, creating lifelong friendships, and having the time of our lives. Are you ready to tap in to the endless source that will take you from success to significance? 
The hideout is two and a half days of hiking, biking, and doing the little things that it takes to create lifelong friendships. I find that joy is nothing more than falling in love with your current circumstances and allowing magic to happen. And that's when we see growth in every area of your life. Have you accomplished your goals professionally and financially and you still thirst for something more? Has success in these areas come at the expense of far more valuable things like your family, your children, and your relationships? Alignment in business, strategic partnerships, and joint ventures all come from true relationships. The Hideout is designed to get to know people before you'll ever need them. This is not your typical mastermind. The Hideout is focused on the one thing that will fuel everything, joy. And when joy is overflowing in your life, you'll find growth in your marriage, your relationships, and oh yeah, your business. it is you've got two choices. You can either keep pretending like nothing bad's ever gonna happen to you, and then when it does, you're saying, uh-oh, or you can get ahead of what's coming so that when it does, not if, you're ready for it, and you're sitting pretty, sipping on Mai Tais next to the pool, working on that Caribbean suntan, because you got it covered. So folks, it's time for you to learn the truth about money. It's time for you to take back control of your money so that you are ready for what's about to happen. By doing that, you're setting yourself up for absolute success. No matter what comes your way, you're ready for it. And that's what I want for you, and I wanna help you with that. So go to chrisnoggle.com and sign up for the Wealth Webinar. We do them every Wednesday at 1 p.m., and you need to be there because it's time to get prepared. <laughs> Welcome back. I'm very, very uh, uh, honored to be a part of, of what's going on uh, with Chris Noggle and uh, with Finley Volvo Cars of Las Vegas. So I want to um, I want to tell you, um, we were talking about the 1010 rule, and I'll, I'll I'll make this quick. My pop said that uh, you know he raised me on the fact that in the event that you had a person, you touched a person, they were going to go out and tell 10 people, and if they told 10 people. Then what was going to happen is they were either going to tell 10 people about how awesome you were or they were going to tell 10 people about how bad your business was. And so I found that um, this was a very simple concept for me um, growing a business because I knew if I touched one person, 10 people were going to come from them. But if I touched well, if I touched them and they loved what I did, they were going to send 10 people. But if I touched them and they didn't like what I did, they were going to send 10 people and they were going to tell 10 people to stay as far away from me as humanly possible. Now, think about that concept. And think about how that can impact your business. And so for me, it was, it was massive when he told me this because... You know, I, I looked at it and I said, number one, I don't want to pass, real, for me, I didn't really want to pass out any cards. I didn't want to be out there, you know, sh shucking and jiving and trying to, you know, hey, you got to see me because I'm the best and all these things. So what it was, was if a person sat down in the chair or a per I came in contact with a person, I wanted them to have the greatest possible experience. And how could that be was just by educating them. 
and making sure that they knew of the things that I was doing, whether it been like I'm going to this educational event, I'm going to that educational event, um, I'm, I'm working on this, I'm working on that, whatever it is. And a lot of times asking questions. And if you can ask a question, you can repeat that question back to the person. And when you do, um, magic, really, really, really super amazing magic happens. So um, I want to, uh, I, I really want to emphasize the fact that most of the time, the, the guests of a business, especially locally, Let's take uh, Labote for uh, for instance. Uh, Labote is a phenomenal restaurant in Lompoc, California, and uh, I think one of the best. I think they're celebrating uh, 37 or 42 years, somewhere around there, um, just recently. And growing up, I mean, it was un- like it was out of reach for us in Lompoc. But I got a chance to go there later on in my life, and it's absolutely phenomenal. Now I educate people on it, and I let them know. And imagine if. Like, imagine if everyone in the town, or even two people in the town, like I'm an evangelist for, um, uh, for Labote, and imagine if, you know, two or three people became an evangelist and, uh, for that, that company and talked to 10 people, each of them talked to 10 people, and those 10 people talked to 10 people, and those 10 people talked to 10 people. It becomes multiplication very, very quickly. It's compounding. And... I find that that is something that is massive in in business. And so when you look at that compounding effect, um, we've got to go back to that first one, the rule of 10, right? So the rule of 10 is if I come in contact with someone, I give them amazing service. And my dad used to joke and say this. He used to be like, boy, you should put diapers on every single person who walks into your business. And I was like, what are you even talking about, Bob? He said, you should put diapers on them because the service should be so amazing that they piss themselves before they leave. Now, my dad wasn't uh, like, you know, he didn't talk nasty or anything like that, but it was, a, it was something for me to, it drove home the point. And imagine if every single person that you came in contact with, when they walked away, they were so shocked by your service that they pissed their pants. Imagine what that could do for your business. Now that person becomes what I want to move into or what I want to shift into right now, which is evangelical marketing. And evangelical marketing is not something that a lot of people, I don't even think it's a term that's used in today's society. Like I talk about it, but people get uncomfortable with like evangelical. What do you mean? Do you think that I'm going to have to be religious? No, I'm not talking about religion. But imagine if your clients and the people that were partaking in your business were religious about you. Imagine if they spoke the gospel of your business. And what's the gospel of your business? Everybody always tells me like, oh, well, I'm building a business and I need to create a mission statement. Can you help me create a mission statement? I was like, no, nah, just go to work. Go to work. We'll see what your product is. And then once we see what your product is, we'll develop your mission statement based off of that because your mission statement should be about what you're doing, not about what you say you're going to do. And imagine for a second, if your mission statement, you flip that and said, that's the gospel of what our, co- uh, our company is. And every single person inside that company adheres to the gospel 
of what we're doing. How would things change? Well, can it be perfect? Well, if you want to audit your systems, you need to read the book, The Power of Potential by Thomas Derry. Also, listen to the podcast that just happened, the one right before this with BJ Fratisi. He keeps it very simple, focuses in on his people, and his mission statement is not a bunch of words or lip service. It is exactly what he does. But let's go back to evangelical marketing. Imagine if your guests that, whatever it is, whatever business you're in, imagine if that person tested or experienced your, um, your business or your product or your service and they were so blown away that they went, they walked away preaching the gospel of what it is that you do. What would that do for your business? I could tell you what it did for ours. Every single location that we had, whether it had been in Vegas or Chicago or in Salt Lake or in uh, San Diego or at the Hard Rock in Vegas or here in Carlsbad, every location had an evangelist. And that evangelist was out. And an evangelist is not paid marketing. It is not a person who makes a commission based off of all the things that they sell or anything like that. Nothing like that. It's just a person who believes so wholeheartedly in your service that they're willing to preach the gospel of what it is that you're doing. That will build your business quicker than anything. We spent, we built a multi-million dollar business all over the country and it was run by 14 or 19 to 24 year olds and we did no marketing at all. None, zero, zip. Actually, we did one paid ad. It was $200 and from that $200, we ran an ad for, you know, to come in and one lady came in in Chicago. And I remember she came in only because it was free. So I would have been better just to pay her $200 just to come in. But I could tell you about the evangelist in Chicago. His name is Brian Wagner. Brian Wagner was my friend for, uh, for years before we moved to Chicago. And then he came in and he got his hair done. And Brian Wagner loved the environment so much, fell in love with the people that he was at his work. He, wherever he went, any bar he went, and he knew everyone in Chicago, he would go up to every single person in Chicago and be like, yo, you need to go to Kelly Cardenas Salon. It's brand new. I want to make the, and he would call while he was with them, make the appointment. And then he would show up at the appointment to make sure they showed up. He was an evangelist. What can an evangelist of your brand do? Now, can you go out and get influencers and have them, you know, you could pay them to be able to do it. I, and I'm not against that. That's a great way of being able to do it. I just never did it. Because I knew once the money stopped flowing, that person would stop talking about what it is that I was doing. But imagine if that person believed wholeheartedly. And whenever I talk about evangelical marketing, a lot of times people are like, oh, it's the church. Or when, I'm not talking about church. I'm talking about business. But imagine if you flip that word around. You said, like, I want an evangelist. What does an evangelist do? They preach the gospel. And they believe in something larger than themselves. And a lot of times an evangelist, I mean, well, there are evangelists that are benefiting from this. But a in evangelical marketing, the person is not directly benefiting from it. They are just going to continue to be able to enjoy the service or the product because that business is successful. I'm an evangelist of Peter Anthony. My buddy Peter Anthony is a gangster. Like his marketing is second to none. Now, are we partnered in business? No, we're not. But I've had conversations with Peter Anthony and then I've walked away from him and within eight hours, I was able to change my business, see different profit in my business. 
because of his marketing mind. Do I believe in what he's doing? Absolutely. Am I partnered with him? No, but I'm an evangelist of what he does. Imagine if you had one or two evangelists of your brand. And I think far too often we, as business owners, we look at the marketing, the PR, and we look at paid marketing, and we look at all these things as opposed to look at the people who are experiencing what you're giving. And it goes right back to it. How do they experience it? By communicating it. And we've got to communicate what it is that we do. If you do not know that I have a podcast and that I have some of the most iconic people in the whole entire world on the podcast and that they all give advice to my kids. And so my kids in the future, right now, they have 200 now, there's 248 episodes today unscripted. And thank you so much for listening. If, if you don't know that, then you can't watch it. You can't listen to it. You can't share it. If, I, if you don't know that a review on, my, on the podcast on Apple or on Spotify or on Amazon or on Pandora, but especially Apple and Spotify, if, if you don't know that a review really helps the podcast, then all the amazing content that comes out and all the iconic people, it gets to a point and sometimes, you know, depending, sometimes that that business or like doesn't continue to exist. But if I communicate those things and say like with YouTube, I mean the YouTube thing uh, as far as subscribing guys, it's simply because my son thinks I'm cool when I get subs. That's it. But imagine if we go back to where we started the communication, right? If, if a guest that walks into a salon and that's every single one of you listening, Every single one of you listening walks into a salon or a barbershop. Every one of you, unless you're getting your hair cut at home. And if you don't know that the number one profit center of every one of those businesses, every one of them, the number one profit center is the product on the shelf that you buy, not the service that you, that you pay for. And that I know that every one of you has shampoo and conditioner in your, uh, in your bathtub. And if you knew, not like you're doing somebody wrong, but if you knew that the number one profit center of every salon and every barbershop in the country, in the world, the number one profit center was the products, and you have them in your shower, but 75% of the women who go into a salon do not buy shampoo and conditioner from their hairdresser or from the salon, but within 48 hours, they buy something. If you have that information it'd be simple for you to make a decision and say, well, okay, how does it benefit me? Oh, I'm just going to pay more for the shampoo and conditioner. Okay, you can think about it that way. But also you could think about, I want my hairdresser to be the most successful because I want them to be peaceful. I want them to be financially secure. I want them to have great relationships in their life. And the money is not going to get them there, but it's definitely going to give them the opportunity to, to have a little bit different lifestyle. And if my hairdresser has a little bit different lifestyle, they're going to give me better service. If the salon is uh, uh, healthy or the barbershop is healthy and, and profitable, now it's going to be a better environment. I'm going to get better service. Well, this is an easy decision. I buy it anyway. I would love to buy it from you. But if you don't know that, which most people don't, they continue not to. And then the businesses struggle. And then you get a an inconsistent product. And at that point, with an inconsistent product, you're not an evangelist. 
So how can I make you an evangelist? I can educate you. Now, an evangelist has to preach the gospel of the, the particular thing that they believe in. Well, how do they preach the gospel? They have to know the gospel, so I have to communicate that gospel to them. And what is that gospel? For every single hairdresser, it's very, very simple. I don't care where you go. I don't care where you live. It's very, very simple. Number one, if you get your hair blow-dried in a place, unless it's a blow-dried bar, I understand. If you get your hair blow-dried in a place, you should get your hair cut there. If you get it cut there, you should get it colored there. If you get it cut there, uh, colored there, you should get a conditioning treatment because it'll make your hair feel better and it'll be in better condition. In the event that you get a conditioning treatment after your color, after your cut, you should buy shampoo and conditioner and the styling products that they tell you. That's the gospel. Now, is there a, that, those are the foundational building blocks of any salon, any barbershop. But also, imagine this. Imagine if now you knew that person's story and as opposed to you thinking that, oh man, this person is charging me this amount, I'm investing in the story of that person. And this, is, this was the holy grail for me, understanding that at a very early age, I wanted people to understand that they were investing in a story, but that story had to make sense. So friends of mine, Lori and Jay Thompson, who fly uh, from uh, West Palm Beach, Florida, to uh, either Carlsbad or uh, when we had a salon in Vegas, they had come to Vegas or flew to Chicago, but now they uh, fly to, uh, to Carlsbad. Or the Charlene Fosses of the world who fly from uh, South Carolina to come out to Carlsbad. And it's not like, oh, I'm going on vacation. It's like, I'm coming there and then I'm getting my hair done and then I'm leaving. Every one of those people are the Ragusas of the world who now fly from Vegas to, uh, to Carlsbad for a couple hours and then leave and go. They have to, when they make that investment, whether it be through product or service, and product is the number one, number one profit center in every location, uh, uh, every salon in the country, every salon in the world, every barbershop. When they make that investment, I've got to make sure that the story makes sense. So I've got to be educating myself, not only in the, you know, the technical side, but I've got to be educating myself in life. I've got to be reading books, putting myself around people, you know, lifting up. My story's got to make sense because if I'm just, if it's just a money grab in any business, it's going to be short-lived. So, review of Unscripted. And I tell you, I have a notebook next to me, but I did not write anything down. I didn't have anything there. This is off the top of the head, uh, and uh, Wayne Freeman, I absolutely love you. Thank you so much for holding me accountable because I did the, uh, uh, unus an unscripted, and I had some stuff written down. He was like, well, if you call it unscripted and you got four points that you want to hit, it's not unscripted, it's scripted. And so Wayne Freeman, even though I don't like the Kansas City Chiefs um, and because they're a rival of the Titans, I love you. But let's review. You got to communicate your superpower to every single person around you. What is your superpower? Well, my superpower for 30 years was connecting with people, finding out what their superpower was, and allowing them to do it. It's been a superpower of mine. I help build cultures. I build environments. And I help to bring joy to a room. And once that joy comes in, 
which is the art of falling in love with the, your current circumstance and allowing magic to happen. When that joy comes in, magic begins to happen because what my pop told me was if you build the people and allow the people to build the business, that's where the true growth comes from. But if you try and build the business and then build the people, you got to build the people first. This is what he was saying. And that was a superpower. And, you know, for, for me, it, it wasn't something that was, that I had to strive to be able to do. It was something that I loved doing and I still love doing today. I, I get a chance to be able to do it in a different realm. I got to apply that superpower in the professional beauty industry for 30 years. And now I get to apply that in consulting with businesses and coaching uh, individuals. Um, you know, I get a chance to be able to do that. I get a chance to do it through keynote speaking and through the podcast here. But I want as many people in the world to know about that superpower and educate them about it so they can be an evangelist of the brand. They can be an evangelist like the Wayne uh, Freemans of the world that are saying, hey, listen to Kelly Cardina's podcast. But if he doesn't know and he hasn't been educated and he doesn't know what's there, he can't preach the gospel. So to all my hairdressers and barbers, talk about what you do. Spend time with every single guest and make sure that that time is theirs. There's no interruptions. There's no phone calls. There's no cameras out. There's no nothing. Just talk with them. Connect with them. Any business. Connect with your people because your people will build the business. Understand, number one, the, the communication, right? Fig figure out your superpower. Just find out your gifts, then go give them away. Communicate that to the people. Pour into people. Your evangelist will choose you. You won't choose your evangelist. <laughs> Let me say that again. With evangelical marketing, you will not choose the evangelist. They will choose you. And this is the most powerful thing in the world. And I thought, I remember the first time that I did it, I tried to systemize it afterwards. Because there was a, a, a young lady named Erin in Vegas. And Aaron was connected to every single woman in Vegas. And I remember I connected with Aaron and I took care of her hair and, you know, her name was Aaron Wax at the time or Aaron Ben David now. And I took care of Aaron. She was awesome, but she was connected with every single person in Vegas. I didn't know that Aaron was going to be the evangelist, but I could tell you our business that grew there to a, a you know, over a million dollar business a year with 1,200 square foot, zero walk-in business. All of it came back to Aaron Ben David because it was six degrees of separation. She was the evangelist. She told 10, they told 10, they told 10, they told 10, bang, it happened, but it didn't happen overnight. But I didn't choose the evangelist. They chose me. Michelle Tamangawa in Memphis, that was my evangelist there. I, she came from a girl named Susie Caldwell. Susie Caldwell, I, I got a chance to be able to take care of her. I let her know of all the things that I did. She told a girl named Michelle Tamangawa. Michelle Tamangawa, told, she was on the Palm Squad. She told every person in earshot, and she became my evangelist, preaching the gospel of what it is that I was doing. And then I didn't have to be out pushing on the marketing as much. Now, if you add marketing to that, <laughs> game on. 
And I'm not saying against paid marketing. I'm just saying if you have an evangelist and you have paid marketing, <laughs> that's straight game over. Now, inside that evangelical marketing, make sure that you understand and can orate and communicate the gospel of what your company is. What the product, what the service, what the benefit is. And what is the true gospel of it? Not your mission statement. I hear this all the time. Make sure that your mission statement is not something that you made up and then tried to wrap your business around. It's something that truly happens inside of your culture. I can tell you this. If your core values are your mission statement, and when I ask an employee on the floor, even if they just first started, if I ask them that, and I work with companies all the time, and I'll ask like uh, an employee, I'll be like, what's your core values? They'll be like, I'll email them to you. They don't own them. They rent them. And there's a difference between owning and renting. And that owning a concept means that it's you. It's a part of you. You cannot separate it. But renting it means that you read it off the wall, you read it off the email, and while you're at work, you do those things, but then you leave and you kind of believe something else. The only way to be able to have evangelical marketing is when that person believes it at their core and on Monday at 5 a.m., they'll say the same thing as Tuesday at 5 at, uh, p.m., at Wednesday, at Thursday, at Saturday. You catch them, you can't separate them. And so what I ask you is, is whatever service or uh, product that you have, whatever company, um, whether you work in it, you own it, what's the gospel? What's the gospel of your business? What's the gospel of your service? What's the gospel of your product? And do you have people that believe in it and are willing to communicate that message out to the surrounding area? And when that happens, game over. Game over. And it doesn't mean you won't have to work on it after that. It just means that that's when things start to get silly. And when I say silly, it just means that you start to have results that it starts to almost scare you in a good way. But we've got to maintain that. We've got to stay in line with it. Last thing that I want to say to uh, every single one of you out there, um, and I can say this emphatically, um, I want to, well, I want to say thank you. I want to say thank you for helping us to be in the uh, top 1% globally as far as all podcasts. Uh, number two, I want to thank all of our sponsors, uh, Chris Noggle, uh, the Private Money Club, that made uh, lending very simple, took the power out of the banks and gave it back to the people. Money School, financial literacy, I think is one of the most positive things that you can do with your children and, uh, you know, with yourself is, is create financial literacy. And honestly, like the cool thing with Chris is that he helps it to be simple and for you to realize that it doesn't just have to be the haves and the have nots. You just get to choose. And, uh, for Finley Volvo cars of Las Vegas, Jim DiGiulio, thank you so much for riding with us since the very beginning, man, you have been absolutely phenomenal. So I'll finish with this. Everyone told me that I needed to find a niche 
And when I said my niche is people, and then I checked the demographics of the podcast, and it's amazing because it's 25%, 25%, it's about 22, 23, wherever it is. But it's across the board from 17 years old to 60 years old, we're almost equal. With women and men, now on YouTube, my ladies, you need to listen on YouTube. You need to subscribe because we're about 80-20. But on all other platforms, we're 52-48 women to men. And I always joke about this because some people are like, well, you can't talk to everybody. And I'm saying, I'm not talking to everybody. I'm just talking to people. But I can say this. 100% of you out there goes to a salon or barbershop with the exception of the outliers who cut your hair at home or have your friend cut it or whatever it is and you're in the kitchen. But most of you go to a salon. And what I do want you to realize is every salon out there, I don't have a dog in the fight. Again, we, have, we, have, uh, we sold our salons about two years ago. So this is for all my barbershops and for my salons out there that that's the reason, like that's the industry that, that helped me to be able to like to live and to experience the things that I've got to experience. The number one profit center for every one of those businesses in the entire world is the products that they sell. And every one of you uses shampoo, uses conditioner, uses styling products, uses a blow dryer, uses a smoothing iron, a curling iron, or whatever it is. Why not support the business that you support anyway? And here's the reason. Because you don't know. But now you do. And why is it important because if that business is profitable, the hairdresser is profitable, they will educate themselves, they'll have a different life, and they can give you better service. So you're investing in the type of experience that you want anyway. Communicate. Know your gospel. Find an evangelist. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Unscripted. Uh, leave a, a comment uh, in the, uh, you know, leave a comment and uh, review. That would be awesome. Um, smash the subscribe button too. I love you guys so much. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. I'm officially off the hot seat.